wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. This is episode 110. I'm your host, collector, barber, and musician, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Booker Andy. Keeping my intro short today. And our other amazing host, the no-selling indie wrestling fan, Jeremy, sends his regards. And football lover. And football lover. He has another busy week. We love him. We miss him. We wish he was here with us. Uh, He will be back, just so everybody knows. Jeremy is doing his thing. He will be back uh, very soon. All right. Uh, Today, we will be talking and discussing the happenings in the world of pro wrestling, including the Continental Classic, Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland, CM Punk returning to SmackDown, and CM Punk confronting Seth Rollins. Before we get started, please go to youtube.com backslash the PW fan, where we please ask you to subscribe to our channel, comment, like, uh, all that stuff really helps us out. For all other social media, you just want to go to at the PW fan uh, for X, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all those. We should pop right up. Um, for merch, you go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW fan. And uh, I think that covers all of our intro stuff. Booker Andy, I'm sending it over to you. We got a big week to talk about in the world of wrestling. Episode 110. Let's go, pal. So I want to start the top of the, I want to start the top of the show with the upcoming weeks for the pod. So we are right now two days late. Um, Tim had an engagement, prior engagement on Monday. Um, I got all my wisdom teeth pulled out on Tuesday, and <laughs> mouth was filled with gauze. Couldn't really talk. Um, and then, yeah, Jeremy has his own uh, personal things that he's he's dealing with today so um that's why we're late and that's why jeremy's not here and then next week it's all because of me we will not be having an episode because i'm going to be in florida it's your my fault dad you're it's ruining it um for I, the people i will take the blame i will take the blame um and then the week after we're going to be a day late because we normally record on mondays and the week after that falls on christmas so we're going to yeah. be recorded on that Tuesday, which means the episode will come out on Wednesday. I just want to say, I just want to say the PW fan uh, full transparency thus far in our two some year career, besides some t-shirt sales and amongst other things, we don't make any money from this. And uh, I'm just so proud that you and Jeremy, uh, we carry on and we keep doing our thing. Even when the 110 baby, what 110 baby even when life uh comes along we keep going uh but it's really not about <clears throat> you know i love doing the show but the thing that at this point keeps us i think so motivated to keep going for so long is we see the uh you know the views and we know that we have a core listenership and you guys that people that we don't even know you know like and please, we really encourage you to please email us and uh, contact us because we, we'd love to actually talk, answer questions, you know, become pen pals, whatever you call it. You know, we see the numbers. We know that you're there. Please, you know, engage with us more. But, uh, you know, you guys keep us motivated. We love doing the show and uh, we're happy to do it. So even with all these wisdom teeth and 
crazy stuff going on in the holidays. The PW fan carries on, and we're excited to do episode 110 today. So Andy and I have been uh, excited about it all week. We've been trying to trying to finally make this happen, so it's nice to finally sit down and do it. Yeah, I mean, and, and yesterday when I had my wisdom teeth out, you know, both you and Jeremy were able to do it then, mm-hmm. and I was the one that yeah, could Jeremy, so Jeremy was going to be all here. Three of all th- yeah, yeah, we just, you know, and and to let every, you know, anybody who might be concerned, Jeremy's fine. Jeremy's okay. Uh, it's a busy time of year for everybody. Jeremy's the editor of the show. And things so come up in people's lives. Yeah. So. Jeremy, Jeremy um, edits the show. So he's actively listening. He hears every episode um, and he will be back on air with us. I'm, I'm thinking by episode 111 when we come back, he should... He should be back. Uh, and that's no pressure to him. Should be. You know. That's the plan. But uh, That is the plan. Uh, um, um, I should so say are... something that something that we've been doing lately, uh, or I should say Tim, is just about every day, maybe miss one here or there, we've been posting a clip to TikTok. Yeah. Um, so that's new. Um, where we, we make a bunch of clips from the previous episode and try to find... Uh, engaging ones and Tim's been posting them. So that's something new. If you follow us on, on TikTok, Yeah. For uh, TikTok, which we've been uh, using a lot more, posting a lot more stuff on there. It's just, like I said earlier, where's, at, where's the, that? at the PW fan, we post clips of the show. Funny, uh, funny clips as I make stupid, stupid little uh, meme videos and all kinds of stuff. So uh, it's becoming more and more of our, a platform that we engage more on. And we'd like to see it, uh, you know, uh, get a little bigger. Give us some likes, share it, view it. Help us out. Help us out. Maybe then one day we'll get paid for this. But for now, it's, we've done 110 episodes for fun. So uh, um, we're gonna keep going forever out of spite. That's 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 how my brain works. <laughs> I'll just never stop. I'll just. No. You and Jeremy eventually are like, ah, I'm not into it anymore. I'll just be here by myself, angry, ranting. We all really just do it for the love of the game. We all really enjoy it. So, no. For, um, yeah, we're just going to keep doing the it. Thing, the thing is, we're going to have these conversations anyway, right? We are so thankful that there's people out there that actually, you know, I hear people all the time say, like, they're just fans. So not not about us, but like different podcasts and dirt sheets and they're like they're just fans so who cares what they have to say so if you know there's like a hundred you know some people of you that think we're funny and like like keep up with us every now and then like we're so thankful for that because i hear all the time about people being like oh i did this and it only got four listens and uh i you know i won't give exact numbers but we do way more than four so uh, you guys keep us so mot- motivated to keep doing this. And uh, thank you so much because we just love wrestling. That's all it is. You know, we j- this is pure passion. So it should and, be. And Andy and I have had these type of talks since we were kids. And now we're just, you know, we're recording them. And Jeremy's part of it. Jeremy's our third brother, our th- third adopted, adopted brother, yes. as we always say. Um, But I think that covers everything not related to the shows this week um, that I can think of. So with that being said, we can get right to it. Um, As Tim mentioned, though, at the top of the show, the last thing we're going to talk about is the CM Punk and Seth Rollins confrontation, which normally we would talk about next week, but we're going to bring it in this week 
and end the show on that since I feel like it's important and since we're skipping next week. So let's get right into it. Raw from this past Monday or two Mondays ago now, uh, the 4th of December, Drew McIntyre opened up the show. Um, he cut a promo to talk about everything that's happened with him recently. Um, he would mention Sami Zayn's name, who would come out to respond, and they would end up having a match, which Drew would end up the winner. And shortly after, uh, I believe it was right after a commercial break, uh, we would see Sami Zayn being attacked backstage by Drew. So it looks like they are continuing this feud um, instead of just, you know, a Monday Night Raw match. Um, what do you, uh, what do you, Becky think Lynch and the- Nia Jax? Oh. Well, I was just wondering what what do you think about the idea that people are saying and people I don't want to give too much credit anywhere. There's there's a, some people that think that uh, Sammy may be too competitive with Drew. What do you mean? Like you know they eventually have you know when they wrestle too competitive like. Like, like, like Drew should be is he, squashing. Is he trying to outshine Drew? No. Oh, no. Oh, like Drew, okay. Drew, Drew, okay. Drew. Yeah, yeah. You're saying, you're saying that someone like Drew yeah. should be squashing Sammy. What are your, like, well, thoughts? Well, you could say that? that about the Roman and Sammy Zayn match, too. Well, that's what my thought. If he, if he held his own against Roman, wouldn't he at least hold his own against Drew? Okay, then in that sense, like, it should come down to, like, the the skill of the wrestler in that sense, then uh, Ray Mysterio should have never been champion against Kurt Angle and Randy, uh, or wrestled Big Show, or seemed like People, he had a chance at all. See, uh, and I just want to point out this is uh, I that's hate such an old it. school old way of thinking. You want to know who said it? It was Vince Russo. Vince Russo. <laughs> not Whoa. Jim. Yeah, not Jim Cornette. You motherfuckers. Uh, Bro, Sammy looks like a slob, and he should be getting squashed by Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I'm like, but how? He (sighs) had a competitive match against Roman. Roman beat Drew, so why wouldn't he be be competitive with Drew? Because Daniel Bryan, I guess Vince Russo didn't want Daniel Bryan to beat Batista and uh, Triple H and whatever. We're giving a guy that doesn't know anything about pro wrestling and still doesn't to this day. He literally makes money because he wrote bad television for four years and we're giving him too much credit. So let's just move on from it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Um, so it looks like they're they're starting the Becky Lynch and Nia Jax rivalry, which is what basically five years in the making. I mean, Nia was gone for like two, but they keep showing the old clips now on TV of when Nia broke Becky's nose and kind of launched Becky to become the whole the man gimmick. Uh, this rivalry rivalry probably should have taken place a long time ago, but they're finally cashing in on it. It's an easy story to tell. Um, and so I, I mean, we didn't. We're not going to talk about next week's or this past week's Raw, but it did continue into um, two days ago. On Raw, so they are definitely doing something something with it. At least, you know, up until maybe the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, DIY continues to team up, continues to be a team, and they defeated Imperium, who they've been feuding with, in a two out of three falls match. Um, I'm glad they're doing something with both of those guys 
I'm not putting them by the wayside because they're very talented. The Creed brothers, who um, are some of the recent call-ups, uh, defeated James D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio in a match. Uh, I believe they were still the number one contenders for the Judgment Day. Unless, I'm trying to remember if they had their match this past Monday. I don't know, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about last week's, so. Uh, and then the main event of the night was Seth Rollins retaining his world heavyweight title against Jey Uso. And, uh, I thought it was a good match afterwards. Drew McIntyre, who continues to show his heel slot side, uh, would take out Jay and Seth afterwards to close the show. He's showing um, his power. He's you showing his a, dro- a heel, a pouty drew. more like, yeah, that's what he it feels. How pouty. do you feel about that? He's a, yeah. it should have been me. That's, I don't know. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, t- but said, honestly, it's better than like Drew with the sword and being like the, the hero. They finally got and like putting in the, that's in the thing. A, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is lame. You know, he's coming out angry. He's attacking people backstage. I'd rather have that than. What what Vince McMahon turned him into, I should say. No one wanted. No one wanted that, and I think that like. Look, Did you know yeah, that sword was Vince's? <laughs> okay, God, but I didn't know that. But He's like, I got a, I got a sword for you. Pal. I got a sword for you, pal. Um, but like, I get like it might be get good with kids and maybe some merch sales with kids, but like. I don't know. I don't think it did. That character did anything for him. And the worst part about it is, poor guy, the peak of that character was him fighting Brock at a mania where it was COVID, so there was no people in the audience. You know, he had his quote unquote crowning Roman at WrestleMania, and there was nobody there for it. I do always feel bad for him. That's about his whole that. thing. Like. That I, I do always feel was, like that, and then he he held the title a lot. It was really just him for that specific title. It was really just him and Randy throughout the pandemic because they feud feuded uh, that held that title. Drew carried it most of the time, and then Miz like cashed in and held it for like a week. And I think and and correct me if I'm went. wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Roman not around a lot because and Roman was on res- SmackDown. Oh, okay, no, but I was also saying I thought Roman they had wasn't separate around. titles at the time. Yeah, yeah. At the in the beginning, he wasn't around. I'd say the first, I don't know, two three months maybe of the pandemic, because um, then Braun Strowman was champion and Bray. It's just crazy. Defeated. Like it's they just like Brock Lesnar beats the Undertaker, right? And then. Drew pins Brock Lesnar clean and no one's there to see it. Like that should have been his like crowning moment of passing. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I, that was the rumble that edge came back and Brock was destroying people and drew finally eliminated him after like half of the, like they got up to like spot number 15 and it was just Lesnar in the ring by himself and like drew and ricochet, it's finally crazy. like got rid of, of Brock. I do. I remember the I, rumble. I'm not a big Drew McIntyre guy, but I do feel bad for him. 
And then the other the other part of his story they talked about, which this is more storyline, um, not real world uh, affecting it, but the whole clash at the castle, being screwed by the bloodline in front of his friends and family, and then having against to, Roman, and then having to do that stupid segment with the boxer afterwards where they sing the country song. Oh, dude, oh. yeah, Tyson Fury. <laughs> That was terrible, dude. That was awful. I was like, they should be off the air right now, and they're just like, you're you're gonna have cameras still go? Okay, Ugh. it's a bold choice. Terrible. Um, yeah, but uh, okay. Let's move forward to dynamite. As Tim said, we're gonna the this uh continental classic tournament still continues. It's I'm watching dynamite right now. It's continuing every show every week. I think it ends at the upcoming pay-per-view at World's End or just World's End, which is December 30th. That's the next wrestling pay-per-view across WWE and AEW. Um, The Rumble's not even until January 24th. So it's a while, but that's that's usually a thing that happens. Usually a while between like a little longer span after Survivor Series, or they fill it in with like a Night of Champions in the past or... It's crazy. It's crazy that we're in like, quote unquote, WrestleMania season right now. First of all, just want to remind the people that we will be filming the ultimate PW fan vlog from the train ride. Well, actually, I'm going to start the day I wake up getting ready in the morning. I'm doing everything. I don't know about you guys, but we're going to do a whole vlog. All of us. You're the the one filming stuff. Dude, you got to film stuff too. You got to film yourself, brushing your teeth in the morning, making a bowl of cereal. That's what. Am I going to film wanna... you? Film me? <laughs> yes. Listen, listen. People want to see. They want to see you and Lily. Morning of day of WrestleMania, you're brushing your teeth and you're saying bye to Lily, and you'll you'll be you'll see her when we get back from the show. People want to see that stuff. The people do it for All the right. people. Do it for the people. Do the people. Chime in. Do the people want Tim to bring both of his replica titles to Mania? Is it too lame <laughs> to bring? Andy says he's going to be embarrassed. No, he's tried to get me to hold one. And I'm not doing it. I think Andy. They're should heavier hold than you think. If you haven't held one, I'm not carrying it around the whole time in Philly. I think that Andy should hold the Eddie Guerrero title every night that we're there, as a ho- as to pay homage to Eddie Guerrero. But no. he won't. I, mean, I do love that title. You know, some people hate that title. I love that title. But that's, that's just dis- like because that's the era that like I really fell in love with. That's wrestling. disrespectful. I never want to hear about that ever again. If you're if you're I think some people probably like the John Cena title better than that one. I was like, you're out of your goddamn mind. The spinner title is the worst. Cha- All right. We're getting way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down a um, rabbit hole. Yeah, we started at the Continental Classic and then and then got it got away from it um yes point is we will be recording a bunch of stuff and i guess putting it out on youtube clips on tiktok everywhere so i'm gonna load it up all the uh all all the apple people all the apple people know either jeremy or myself will load it up in the iMovie and make something cool and we'll have that up on the channel for you guys i already know that's going to be our most popular video it's not even it's four months away, and it's already our most popular video. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, all right, so Dynamite this week. The Continental Classic continues. Opening match was John Moxley defeating Roosh. Both members are part of the Gold League. So that means three more points got added to Moxley. I haven't been keeping track of points. I just know like Moxley's in the lead or tied with like Danielson and maybe Swer or Brody King's crushing it too. He's undefeated. Um, so Moxley beats Roosh. There's a pre tape pr- promos backstage for Jay White and Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay White talking about his time when he was younger in ROH and Jay Lethal was someone that he um, looked up to and. Now he claims that he's surpassed him. There was a uh, backstage altercation, you could say, with uh, MJF and Hangman Adam Page. Um, started with uh, started with Hangman addressing Strickland um, before um, almost coming to blows with MJF. Uh, but Samoja would insert himself between the two so that nothing would happen. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're teasing at something. Personally, I don't want Hangman going after the title again. I'd rather just see Swerve right now with the his trajectory go after the title than even if he's going to lose. I I, I think the best. Hangman. I think the best thing that AEW could do at this point is maybe stay away from some of the stuff that they've done in the past. The Hangmans, the Jerichos, stay away from Moxley for a little bit. I think you're right. Like Putting the belt on somebody fresh like Swerve, maybe a fresh start. Like Let's start, you know, get over this whole punk leaving thing, get over the Jack Perry incident, get over all the crap. Maybe let's start. Let's start new. I think having a new champ, fresh start, that could be good. That could be that could be something positive. I mean, the next champ I'd like to see Swerve or Jay White, but they made Jay White lose to a guy that was injured. So it's I, like, I just, I just think like I just think like if this was a TV, a regular TV show, it's the end of the season. It's been dragging on for a while. Let's close this out. Let's get to season two. I'm ready for like AEW 2.0. You know, like Tony's always talking about the new and improved. Tony's always talking about the new and improved and tonight's a new era and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, let's actually then do it. Let's make it new. Let's get it. Let's switch some stuff up. Tony's always talking about a lot of stuff. All right. (laughs) We'll we'll lay off Tony tonight. He's talking about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I feel like we do go hard sometimes. I'm uh, pissed. And then we explain why. So no, no, we I, don't need to keep explaining. No, 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 why. no, no, no. I'm just gonna say I said this to a customer that came in today who listens to the show. I get, I get mad at AEW like a son, like a like a son who he has so much potential, but he's just wasting it. You know what I mean? It's more like, come on, you like you can do better. I know you can. It's more like that. It's not like a like I'm like rooting for them to fail. It's more like. I know you can. I know you can do it. Let's fucking come on. Get your get your head out of your ass and let's. I've seen your potential, and then it went back down. And let's get back there. Let's get back. Um. Okay. Well, speaking of Swerve, like we were talking about, Swerve Strickland would defeat Mark Briscoe uh, to earn points in his Gold League. Swerve would end up uh, confronting Moxley backstage. 
which I believe. Uh, so yeah, he would confront Moxley before um, Excalibur would officially reveal that next week winter is coming, which is on right now as we're recording it. Um, it's going to be Moxley versus versus Swerve. And they mentioned a little bit about you know how for Swerve them won the death match. Credit you know t- credit to Tony Moxley versus Swerve. That's a that's a match that you need right now. However. Should it have waited for maybe Swerve a should go over. I want Swerve to win. But what I'm saying is, do matches like this need to wait for pay-per-view? Should you be giving away? Should Edge of, and Christian... Or We'll sorry, talk about I'm, that. I'm just saying, should that match have happened on TV? Why was that not on a pay-per-view? I got an opinion on it, but All right. we're going to get to it in a second. Um... But yeah, I mean they're they're going to wrestle each other again for this tournament. There's a lot of matchups that would have made good storylines throughout this tournament. Like cuz it's all it's all like top guys in it. Um and they just hopefully they eventually do more than just one off with some of these cuz some of the matches have been really good. Look though, um, the in the in-ring work that's never my I mean besides some people, you know, have been getting hurt, it's a very physical style. You know, so it's different than the WWE. You know, the the chance of getting hurt is a little bit more. The in ring work is never my problem. I just want it to make sense. That's it. No, I I, I agree. I agree. Um, last match that had to do with the tournament this week on Dynamite was Jay White defeating Jay Lethal, which I thought was the right call. Uh, points to Jay White for the Gold League. Now, as Tim said, uh, the main event of the show was Christian Cage against Adam Copeland. Christian Cage would end up retaining the title. Now, since they they say they did it because it was in Montreal, even though aren't they from Toronto? I mean, I guess Montreal is like in, the like they're in the country of Canada, so they were like, okay, we're doing it. Um. I figured that something something would go down to where it wouldn't be a clean win, um, which would end up happening. But so basically, I'll just say the, the the match was fine. It's not on the level that I thought it should have been for these two guys. Um, I what I hope is that it's just you know a little appetizer of what's to come. Um, if it's the only one-on-one meeting that they have, it it was a letdown. Um, I yeah, hope I they mean, have you say a rematch at the World's End pay per view. I don't think it, I don't think it'll be their only one, but I think that you should have built the anticipation to the first good one. And we'll talk about Nick Wayne's mom, but Jesus Christ, what was an overall good match? decent at least for two guys especially at their age it was fine but for two guys at that age doing that to have that ending is like oh my god does that need to be there so the ending uh the match was overbooked as uh your your boy bryce remsburg the referee uh he took a bump and then shana wayne who was Nick Wayne's mom, turned heel on Adam Copeland, 
since he speared he's, Nick Wayne. He took out he's Nick never Wayne coming back in. The chair he's toe. never coming back in for a haircut, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he he came in that one time um, and he just disappeared. Um, Probably, well, you know what it is? I think it's because I had the CM Punk picture on my wall. He was like, oh, man, this guy. This fucking Mark. Mark. Um, so, yeah, Shane Wayne uh, would turn heel on Adam Copeland and hit him with a with the TNT title. People gave her shit. It was not that bad. I've seen worse from, like, Vince McMahon and stuff. Like, it was not as bad as, as people said. Um, though, it wasn't. What do you expect? It, She's not. It wasn't good. She, it was as good as someone that doesn't do it. It shouldn't have been in the match. I mean, it shouldn't have been in the match. It was supposed to be revenge for, I believe, Adam Copeland, uh, Kachertoed, Nick Wayne, like a week or two before. Okay, just hear me out. Would would this would they let something like this slide on Raw? No. 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 Oh, and by the way, Christian Cage won with a shot to the neck to Adam Copeland to set up an injury angle. Match was fine. Edge and Christian wrestling. Hell yeah. Didn't need the weird end. The problem is, is that she already the bill could have like, been better. No. Why wasn't she? Why didn't she come in and look at Christian the whole time? Like, I'm going to hit you. Uh, like I'm gonna hit you with the belt. She and went then straight for Adam Copeland. That's what doesn't make sense. She gave it away. <laughs> All right, anyway, yeah. we're giving this she too came much in thought. To, like grab the belt right. We're trying to make sense out of something that like is illogical and doesn't make sense anyway. So let's just move on from it. Well, that wraps up Dynamite. Let's get into SmackDown. SmackDown uh, was the tribute to the troops. And we had uh, the first match of the night was the United States Contender tor- Tournament, where it was Santos Escobar defeating Dragon Lee. Um, then we had an uh, interaction with uh, Nick Aldis and uh, Randy Orton backstage. Uh, he questioned Nick Aldis's decision to pair him with L.A. Knight, which I don't know if it was said. I think it might have been said last week, but. Um, because, okay, so Randy, yeah, he questioned Nick Aldis' decision pairing with LA Knight against the Bloodline in the main event. Um, but during this segment, having Randy Orton say that he didn't know who Knight was until last week isn't a good way to put over LA Knight. The problem is it's two baby faces. So are they setting up a Randy LA Knight match at WrestleMania? Randy LA Knight. Ooh. Hear me out. Hear me out. Seth. I didn't even think about that. Seth and Punk. Booker Tim, maybe? Seth and Punk. Booker Tim, yeah. Seth and Punk. Roman and Cody. L.A. Knight and Randy. Randy. Well, my here's the problem. With um, I don't I don't like, you know, when you're playing a video game or when you're fantasy booking as a kid, it sounds cool. I don't like two baby faces 
usually, depending on the circumstance, we'll get into Punk and Rollins later. But I don't like usually two baby faces going against each other because it always makes the crowd feel weird. Well, this uh, there's also too many people that want revenge on like Roman and the Bloodline right now. Like, you got AJ Styles who was taken out and hasn't showed back. You got Randy who wants revenge on the Bloodline for taking him out, quote unquote. And then you want LA Knight who says he's not done with Roman yet. I, you know what's crazy? I'm All just thinking SmackDown. about. I'm just thinking about the roster right now and like just like who's on it. And obviously, you know, The Rock probably won't be there. If he is, it's awesome. But Austin, I don't know if he'll make an appearance. But dude, I literally think that like we might be like we might be going to the best WrestleMania. Getting a really good mania. Yeah, it's like holy 40. shit. It's stacked. Dude, it's 40. And we've talked about it, just you and me, like off camera and stuff, like I remember where we were watching WrestleMania, WrestleMania 20. WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Which was the Taker came back as the dead man persona. And Brock versus Goldberg. There was a main event that featured someone that shall not be named in a triple threat Sha- against Shawn, Shawn Michaels, Michaels and Triple H. Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus a guy. Um, Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle, right? Yep. Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. JBL versus John Cena. John Cena won the what United US. States title? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it against Big Show? Uh I, I think it was the mania after twenty one was JBL and because JBL I don't remember being United States champion. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, maybe it was the big show. That might have been twenty one. J and that was for the WWE title. Okay, it was twenty years ago. That's when Cena became the new guy. <laughs> And then you had uh, Christian versus Jericho, and Trish Stratus was like in the corner, right? Yeah. Trying to remember some of these, but yeah, I mean, now we're double, we're doubling the uh, the number, it's, and now we're going. To I I thought about that. You and I watched WrestleMania, WrestleMania twenty, WrestleMania nineteen, and WrestleMania twenty. I would say I loved eighteen, but nineteen and twenty, I feel like were like landmarks for me and you of like life. Like that was like our wrestling peak of like love, like WrestleMania 19, WrestleMania I think 20. 20 was the first one we like ordered on pay-per-view. Uh, Most of the other ones before, like that was the start of like ordering pay-per-views for us before we like just found out the next day on Raw. Because we never I, had like the. I think the first pay-per-view we ever ordered was the we just knew that we had to watch it was it's fine that we're going off on a tangent. This is good wrestling memories. This is what the, the people are here for. Uh, I think the first pay-per-view we ever ordered, cause we knew we had to get is we were at that wedding and uh, our cousin's wedding. And uh, we, what was that? What was that pay-per-view? We, no, no way out. 2003 Brock versus Eddie versus Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. And I think we just knew, like, I was like, we have to order this. Eddie's going to win the belt, and we have to see it. So the Rumble, that Rumble, before that, we watched at our our friend's house. house. And then did we watch No Way Out there, too, or did we order No Way Out? We ordered No Way We watched No Way Out in our basement, and I think the Bullingtons, I think the Bullington brothers might have come over. Maybe they came over to us. But I know you and I watched the Rumble. 
I know for a fact you and I watched the No Way Out together and freaked out when Eddie won. And it was yeah. a great memory. Great I do memory. remember. Goldberg came in and great, set up Brock and Goldberg at Oh yeah, that was another match at WrestleMania twenty, the first Brock and Goldberg encounter, which with Stone Cold as the special guest special enforcer, which was a letdown of a match. Because everyone knew they were both leaving. And, you know, this is the PW fan, so, like, I think it's cool that we get to talk about this type of stuff sometimes just besides, like, acting like we're Dave Meltzer and reviewing the show. Like, one of the things that I really enjoy is, like, like when people ask me and they say, like, how do you still like wrestling? And I'm like, like, and, of course, you know it's fake, right? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you don't understand the memories that I have wrapped up in this shit. Like these, imagine watching your favorite movie for 20 years and the story keeps going. Like people freaked <laughs> out, of, people freaked out about Game of Thrones and like, you know, Breaking Bad. And like those, those shows went on for like, what, four or five years. I'm talking, you get attached to characters from when you're a kid, from you're like 10, 11 years old. I'm 33. It's like, yeah, I'm into this shit. And else is fake every show on TV? Well, yeah, I mean, nothing's real. But what I'm saying is, like, people are like, oh, I love that character or whatever. I'm like, imagine loving that character since you were 10 and it's still going now. Like, that's, like, the type of love that, like, goes. how I feel about Dragon Ball Z. Right. Yeah, it's like. Still going. Um. All right, yeah, we do like to go off on tangents. Let's. Well, this is a fun, time. you know. We don't, we don't got the Jer Bear here. You know, we're we're filling time. Um. So, like I said, SmackDown was tribute to the troops. We had Cody Rhodes come out, which, uh, to address the the troops. I mean, who who's a better person to come out there and and do that? You know, he comes out dresses Mister America. I anyway, mean, if, so. if it if it's not didn't John Cena, forced, didn't felt fake, felt genuine. If, it, if it's not John yeah, Cena, then exactly. then could then Cody Rhodes is the guy to do this. Yeah. Um, after that, we had another United States Contender Tournament. We had Bobby Lashley, who is a former um, Marine, so the crowd was hot for him, uh, defeating a returning Carrying Cross. Tim, I don't know if his hair heat's still going, but uh, his hair is longer. He has a little little bun. No, yeah, uh, but he did. Matt Car- he still has hair heat with Matt Cardona. I just listened to the Major Pod the other day. He was like, he's trying. He's like, he he still got beef with me, but he's trying to get that hair longer. <laughs> um, after that, and this time he was not at the end of the show. He was in the middle of the show, as he would say. CM Punk. Uh, returned to SmackDown for what the first time in ten years, just like on Raw. This is this um, promo was fire, much better, and I'm sure. Not that I I didn't dislike his first promo, but a lot of people did from Raw. Um, so yeah, this promo was much more fiery. Uh, he said this that felt, you know this felt he like more time. This felt like CM Punk. Like, as we know him. So, let's see. He referenced past issues with KO, history with Cody Rhodes, and Paul Heyman. Uh, He called Roman Reigns out for never being around. 
and played up the whole which brand is he going to sign storyline. Um, and I and I we'll talk a little bit about it. He would end up going to NXT Deadline on Saturday. Uh, and I know next night, so we'll talk about that. And I and I just didn't want to glance over one thing. The one the one thing that's really important to take away from this promo is um, if you're going to take anything away is he brings up the part he was talking about how, you know, Kevin Owens, you and I are a lot alike, maybe too much alike. And who would want to be around a guy who randomly attacks? What the exact quote? I mean, if you have it, but yeah, getting he said, he said, I don't know who would feel comfortable working with someone who just randomly punches people in the face backstage. It's 2023. You just can't be doing that. Here's the thing. People like me and Andy and Jeremy, fans listening to this show, probably understood what he was talking about. I don't think a lot of people cared or even knew what the fuck he was talking about. I don't think people majority ca- probably don't. I don't think people care about what happened in AEW. They don't care about AEW like in the I'm talking about the general the general wrestling fan. That's what I'm saying. Just, like they're in the they're in the WWE bubble. Yeah, they don't. Right. So my thing is, he. It almost seems like he threw that line out there to gauge, like, do people even care about this shit, or can we just move on? And it seems like we can Not just move on. Did. And I think we can just move on, which is good. Yeah. Start fresh. I'm all about um, starting fresh. So AEW start fresh. Punk start fresh. Let's let's get back to good wrestling. So the reaction from the crowd, he had a monster pop. Um, Some of the quotes, he said, the good news is that it's the top of the nine o'clock hour. I'm not on last, so I won't get my uh, time cut. Chant all you want, which they did. He would say, a friend of mine who welcomed me back home famously likes to come out here and say, what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, Referencing Cody Rhodes. Uh, He would also say, tribal chief, I acknowledge you. Congratulations on all your success. Don't forget who the OG Paul Heyman guy was. Don't forget that he was my wise man first. I mean, eventually down the line, we're going to get Roman versus uh, Punk with Paul Heyman in a shark cage match. (laughs) I love it. I'm all for it. The winner gets Paul Heyman. I was hoping for an interaction backstage or like a stare down of Heyman and Punk, but there was none that night. I want to see a storyline where it's like you got Brock, you got Punk, and you That's got next year. Heyman, and they're all looking at Paul, and he's like, wait, 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 Paul's wait, in the wait, middle. wait. Yeah, he's like, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. I don't want any problems. <laughs> well, I mean, Punk says that he was, he was first, but Brock was first. Mm. Out of all of them. O2. I would say Brock is technically first. Yeah. Then years went by and it became uh, Punk. Well, Paul Paul Heyman tells that story of where Vince McMahon called him and was like, we're going to have you manage another guy. And he was like, oh, I'm good. I don't want to manage anybody else. Me and, Pro- me and Brock got a good thing going. And then he's like, no, seriously, I don't want to manage anybody else. And then he's like, it's going to be Punk. It's going to be CM Punk. And then he's like, I'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Paul, Paul was one of the guys. And if you watch the best in the world documentary that fought for punk, 
Um, but I think I think Punk is the first person they used the term Paul Heyman guy with. You know? I think Punk is the originator of I'm a Paul Heyman guy. He said, yeah, well, I he mean, said, he ended up getting a shirt because of it. Yeah, he said, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else is a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split just like I'm splitting. Just like I'm <laughs> splitting. Um, so, yeah, th- this segment with Punk was much better than, again, not that mean Tim did not like the Raw one, but he got more time and. It was like it was like Mondays was like a slowly they were slowly introducing punk back. Um and then we're gonna talk about his third promo back, which I guess you could say the the NXT one was the third promo, and then we'll talk about the fourth, which is this past raw, which was I mean that that was great. I can't wait to get to it. So let's get through this so that we can get there. Um, so SmackDown continued. There was a little interaction with Kevin Owens and Punk backstage, uh, teasing that future feud. Charlotte Flair, um, pretty sure got injured during her match with Asuka. There's fan videos of the part that um, she could have gotten injured at. And it seems like Bailey's continued to be pushed out of damage control. There was altercation, or not altercation, interaction with... Cody Rhodes and Punk backstage, and then right after that with Randy, LA Knight, and Punk, where Punk simply just said good luck. Um, and then the main event was Randy Orton and LA Knight defeating the Bloodline. So SmackDown continues to be solid. I mean, Raw, Raw's been solid, too. Um, it's funny, AEW lately, like, their shows have been, because of this tournament, has just been, like, really focused on the wrestling. Because all these guys that would be in storylines are in this tournament. Yeah. Just something I've noticed. Uh, Rampage. Just want to talk about the one Continental Classic match, which is Brian Danielson defeating Daniel Garcia. Um, I mean, two really talented guys. And then Collision. Um, Eddie Kingston defeated Claudio uh, in the tournament as well for the blue league we had this was match was not part of the tournament but kenny omega defeated ethan page who has returned recently and i always thought ethan page was really good but like this like no one cares for him he comes out he like got in like crazy good shape from his time off of television I mean, I hope someone does something with him there's like been moments he comes out and cuts like a promo and like you know what you can see it you know, I will say another thing with AEW, and I know, Andy, I'm starting to see more and more. I, I, over the years, I've really, like, I think I see your point of view. Like, when there's not a story happening, it feels like it's just matches. Like, if there's I mean, no, that's what it's if, been. Like, all these tournaments... Oh, it's the tournament for the blah, blah, blah. I just, I like when something's at stake or like these two guys hate each other or the winner, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I just, I think AEW needs more of that. Like the Edge and Christian, or sorry, the Adam Copeland and Christian stuff was really good. The Punk and MJF stuff was really good. They've had uh, Cody and Dustin in the beginning. 
uh, Jericho, Jericho and uh, Kenny had some good history. Moxley's does some stuff with some good stories. I just think they need to get back to having good, like good story. The wrestling's cool, but like, you got to give me something that makes me want to see this stuff. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm trying to think of the storylines because of these tournaments of what's going on right now, and I can't think of that many. You got Edge and Ad- or Adam Copeland and Christian. And the devil. You got the MJF stuff with the devil. Um, and I can't, I mean, I can't even think of what's going on in the women's division storyline-wise. There's not really anything um, for the TBS championship or the women's title. Um. Yeah, I mean, you got all these top guys that could be in storylines just wrestling in the tournament. Which, this is going to be over soon, so hopefully something comes from it. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the other storylines you talk could talk about in the past. Like, I thought the, Heyman, the payoff of the Heyman and Swerve was really good. Um, hangman and Swerve. Okay, hangman. You know, sometimes they knock it out of the park. I wasn't a fan of the some of the stuff in the match. Some of it, I liked the match overall. Uh, the hangman and uh, Swerve stuff was was good. They told a good story. The break, you know, he's going went to his house and everything. That that stuff was good. So I do want to be fair and make sure I point that out. No, I mean sometimes sometimes they definitely knock it out of the park. It's just lately there haven't really been need some storylines. Like, There's been you, matches. You need something hot, you know, something to spark that 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 flame again. Yeah, um, and I'm sure that will pick back up after this tournament's done. But it's like it's like again, you have a pay per view on December 30th. What are the matches going to be if you have no storylines? And that's the other thing. It's December 13th right now. And you have a pay-per-view in two weeks. Unless it's just random you, matches with no storylines. I mean, But that's the thing. It's like, you're put, okay, fine. If you're going to do that that way. But then you're asking people to spend $60, $65 or whatever it is on a pay-per-view where it's like, okay, the, the, uh, the point of me paying for this is to see the culmination of like, big like i've been waiting to see this like dream matches are cool but like how many do we have left so there's i'm looking at the matches so far for the pay-per-view there's three there's the winner from the blue league and winner from the gold league to for the inaugural triple crown championship which is the roh world championship strong open weight and AEW continental championship I guess it's all three. I don't know if they're merging or not, but so that's one match. The winners, how this tournament pays off. Then there's Big Bill and Ricky Starks, who are the tag team champions, going against the Golden Jets, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. And then you have MJF versus Samoa Joe. Those are the only, I mean, the tournament is its own story, I guess. And then those are really, I'm sure there's going to be an Edge or Adam Copeland and Christian thing somewhere in there. Dude, this um, is why this is why we gotta make stuff like this. Yeah, two reason, weeks. But this is stuff like this is the reason why we gotta make the PW fan in the LLC so we can write this type of shit off. When you're when you're paying sixty dollars for that pay per view, I'm like, 
God, you got to give me something on this. You know, <laughs> I need something so they out have, of they this. Have, they have two weeks. They have like six or seven, six to eight shows to come up with something to fill the rest of the card. I don't know. I don't know. I just I think I think I, it's just going to be mainly just thrown together matches. I I would really but make it worth the the price. I would really like to think that eventually Tony will see that he needs to maybe give some responsibilities for some other people to maybe book, uh, maybe come up with some stuff. It can't just be him all the time. I don't think I could do a better job to be. I mean, I don't think any. And that's the other thing as like as wrestling fans that have never been. And I think our perspective is unique. You should be bouncing ideas off of people. Yeah. Like as a wrestling fan who's never been a wrestler or technically been in the wrestling business, like which is basically Tony. He just has a lot of money. I, I don't think I could like do a better job than him. I don't think that's the problem. I just think that, like, if I, if I had an Arn Anderson, or a Tolly Blanchard, or somebody, or you know, even a CM Punk behind the scenes, being like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And then if they're like, "It's kind of dumb. You should change it to this," I'd be like, "Hey, you know what? You've been doing this for forty years. Maybe I'll <laughs> take your advice." You know, like I that that's. I would be utilizing more people. Um, they're also showing right now on the bottom left corner of the screen uh, all the matches for ROH Final Battle, which I'm like, I I don't know anything because, one, you have to pay for ROH. All right. So th- we'll, I we'll feel like on. that's been a disaster. We'll move on from here, but Eric Bischoff was just quoted with his show on 83 Weeks. He said, if I was Tony Khan and ROH was a horse, I would take it out back <laughs> and put it out of its misery. And then and then the top comment, and I was like, damn, I've never thought about it like that, but this is a great description. Someone just said, all ROHs is AEW with a DLC skin. And I was like, dude, that is dead accurate. Like, it's just AEW, but they just put up a new banner and a logo. Um, No, I've never thought about it that way, but yeah. <laughs> but taking the horse out back. And literally, like, when you're there, when you're there at watching, when you're in person watching Collision, all they literally do is change the skins around the arena. And so, then you're at because it, it shares the same Titantron as Collision. But you have the video library, right? Of all these classic guys, you know, Samoa Joe, Tyler Black. Where's the uh, video library? How do I access it? But that's the thing. So instead of making ROH like a TV show, you don't need that. But if AEW has a lot of content, they got the roads to the top. I don't know if they're allowed to post that. They got all these interviews. They got some like media scrums, plus all the pay-per-views. You could post all that stuff on a streaming service along with the ROH section where you could go back in the video catalog and watch all that old stuff. The Young Bucks are part of 
AEW. You could add some PWG stuff on there. It's like, I don't think people want to see Ring of Honor like the company now. It's like, I want to see Ring of Honor how I remembered it. I know that it's I mean, not you around. You have watched some old Ring of Honor matches. I know that it's not around anymore. Like so on your DVDs I, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of old Ring of Honor DVDs, but but like it's a that's not ring of honor it feels just like it's the no, same thing when wwe bought or when wwe made brought back ecw and they did the ecw version of wwe it's like it's not it's not the same thing it's different just the name it's just a name it's all and it you is. can you can still you make just slap it, the name on it. You can even make it look like it with the same colors, and like it's still not going to be the same. Same time trend, yeah. It just isn't. Um, because well, let's wrap up. But yeah, it's just not. <laughs> uh, let's wrap up. Collision: Andrade defeating Brian Danielson in this tournament. Um, before we fully go out with the Punk and Seth Rollins thing. You want to talk about the opening of NXT Deadline with Michaels, Shawn Michaels, and uh, and Punk? I mean, it was just for me. I mean, we can just breeze over it, but for me, it was cool. Like, my two favorite wrestlers ever, uh, you know, if AJ was out there, AJ Styles, it would have been the trifecta. But, uh, you know, Punk, Michaels, they had a funny interaction. They took a selfie together, and then... Michaels pointed out, he was like, hey, by the way, thanks for wearing my sweatshirt. And then Punk was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot my HBK gear. And then he's like, what? He's like, you and Brett make a, made amends? Me and Triple H made amends? This is healing. He's like, we're it's all cool. healing. We're all healing here. <laughs> and they took a selfie together. They forgot what they were supposed to talk about. The yeah, apparently, they for, apparently the whole segment... They forgot, and then they hit the music, and they got kicked off out of the ring. It was funny. And then they just um, looked at I each other. Say, speaking and of then eggs. they, and then they looked at each other and just started laughing. Once they just started playing the music to make him leave. So Punk Punk's first match is going to be at a live event against Dominic Mysterio. Might be tonight or tomorrow. Um, but as we saw today, Punk was in the training center. Um, probably. You know, just getting familiar with it all again. With but I've been seeing Jake. this a lot lately. I've been seeing this a lot lately that, um, and I didn't, I saw it online. I was like, I don't know if that's true. And then I saw it on the Ringside News app. I was like, okay, maybe it says, um, I'm, I'm going to botch this name, but Ibu, Ibu of wrestling, of Wrestle Purist has a good connection with sources close to punk and says that punk's long term goal is to succeed the 58-year-old Michaels in heading up NXT. WWE officials tell Fightful that something like that would be a long way off, and there are no plans as of now for Michaels to wrap up his run in NXT anytime soon. Ibu also noted that Punk would be observing TV production, something that he was known to do in OVW, and would often bend Paul Heyman's ear about. That'd be crazy if like Punk ended up like running NXT one day. If there's any... It's... like. Look, all I know is anything is behind this. It's it's awesome. Would you want anybody else to be the guy that trains future wrestlers 
to take seriously a guy that respects Bret Hart, a guy that respects Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair and Harley Race and Terry Funk. That's who I would want training people. God, I'm, I'm just thinking about like how if if you go back like 10 years, like and you were to tell Triple H, yeah, this thing that you started one day, it's going to be run by CM Punk or Vince McMahon being telling Vince McMahon back then, like, yeah, uh, one of these new brands you create and it's going to be run by Punk. Who like you don't like at all? I mean, it's all speculation, and I don't think Sean's leaving anytime yeah. soon in the near future. But yeah, I don't know how much a, weight weight there is to these. It's a cool, things, it's but. a cool thought, you know, to to think because look, Punk is in his forties. I mean, he's not he's not going to do this forever. And whether he's even he loves wrestling, um, he probably he probably just wants to. Whether he's been he's been hanging out with the NXT people a lot. I noticed. Well, whether, you know, it's one thing if WWE actually is considering it or just the fact that, like, Punk wants to do something like that. That's kind of cool. Just work with future talent. I think he's always wanted to do that, but I think the problem with AEW is he thought he was going to go there as his vet. He gave a lot of advice to people backstage. He did, but I think he People that wanted it. He, yeah. I think he went there as a vet and thinking that these people would be receptive and would like want to hear what he had to say. And I think a lot of them did, but then I think there's a lot of them that rejected it and rejected him. And then they were like, okay, old man, we don't want, we don't want to hear your stupid advice, you know? And like, I think that's where things went wrong there. Sorry, Mr. Funk. I'm good. Sorry, Mr. Funk. I'm good. (laughs) I don't need your advice. Who the fuck do you think you are? And then he says, grow up. And he takes a bite of his muffin. (laughs) Um, So the last thing I wanted to end the show with, because I would would hate to just end with the tournament stuff, um, is this past Monday, CM Punk, let's just set the the stage. CM Punk came to the ring uh, with General Manager Adam Pearce to talk about which brand he was going to choose. He spoke about debuting for WWE in the same building um, before being sent to OVW. He talked about uh, making a tough decision 10 years ago and even apologized to fans who were upset with him uh, returned to WWE. He then declared that he was signing with Raw and he put his signature on the contract to make it official. Um, He talked about all the offers from SmackDown, from NXT, from Raw. He says he's going to sign with Raw, so he did. Um, as he's standing on top of the turnbuckle celebrating, Seth Rollins' music's hit. And maybe for some people, they were like, wow, they're going to start this like now? You know, or maybe they're just playing the seeds, getting people hyped. Maybe they already planned the seeds at Survivor Series with Seth's freakout. Um, there was an interview where Seth on Sirius uh, Radio said that, you know, that was real. But then there's other sources that said it wasn't. So... But there's no reason they would have done this if this wasn't something they're planning for the future. Know what I mean? No, I'm 100% with it. I think the whole thing, I think it was a need-to-know basis. I think that Triple H told Seth, like, look, Punk's coming. It's going to be you and Punk at Mania. Um, And... 
I think that like he was like, when he comes out tonight, I want you to sell it, make it seem like you're like, I'm mad this guy's here and freak out. Or he's like, just act like how you would if you didn't know he was coming out. Right. Like, just be be genuine. He's like, all right, I'm going to say, fuck you. I'm going to flick him off. Like, I I really don't think, though, like some people are like saying like, oh, we didn't know until his music hit. I'm like, I don't believe it, to be honest with you. Like, I don't think that Triple H would do that. They were all facing that Titan drum. And I don't think that Triple H would do, do that to... I think Vince would. I don't think I not yet. I don't. I don't think Triple H has a, ta- a track record of of um doing that type of stuff to people, you know, and trying to like work the boys, work his talent. So I don't. I don't believe that yet. To be honest with you. Um. So, like I said, we'll continue the segment. Um. So as Rollins' music hit and he came down, they stared down at each other for a long time. Uh, crowd was hot for it. Rollins grabbed a mic and told Punk not to call WWE's home after spending 10 years trying to tear it down and uh, talk trash about everyone backstage, including Seth. He did tell, he's like, what did he say? He's like, basically, I'm going to be as genuine as I can about this. He said, I hate you. Which WWE doesn't use that term a lot on television. Hate. I hate um, you. Yeah, they yeah. don't do a lot of hate. Uh, he said, "He said if Punk is going to be in WWE, though, he wants him on Raw so he can expose him as a fraud and wrestle circles around him." Uh, Punk told Pierce he was going to enter the Men's Royal Rumble match so he can win and challenge Rollins at WrestleMania 40. Um, Punk also said that once Rollins was done talking, he said, "Are you done?" He said, "That's your one pass for you to talk disrespectfully I... to me without me coming after you." I love this part because I was like, I don't know if this is real or not. Like, yeah. like now the segment. Did you know? I read today this segment had no producer. There was no producer credit for it. I then that's the thing. I think wasn't needed. I think they. I think Seth and Punk got in a room backstage, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta say the thing that Hangman said to me about how you're gonna protect." the company from like i think that so i'm gonna play this video that it's on tiktok it compared i'm sure you've seen it compared the two uh interactions the one with hangman and the one with uh seth so i'm gonna play it real quick put the phone to the microphone Now, that is the promo that or Hangman basically went into business for himself. But I think there was more talk with uh, the Seth one. I think that they now, were like, he hey, to- I think they were like, hey, let's do the thing that you should have done over there. 
This is how you should have made money. Rollins was great. In the, Rollins talked the most. He was fantastic. The stare down. Yeah, we look. You and okay, fine. You know, Jeremy's not here. You and me are punk fanboys, but Seth Seth crushed it on the mic. Oh, I think, crushed. I he did. Think he Seth, did most of the talking. He I sold think, it great. I think Seth won this mic exchange, minus Punk hitting him with the. This is your one pass to speak to me disrespectfully before I come after you. But that whole segment was, as uh, as I saw someone post the other day with the Walter White, someone cooked here. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, yeah, we, we do like Punk more than Rollins. Um, not that Rollins is bad or anything, but this whole thing, it takes, it takes two people. Rollins was great in this. I'm really excited for what these two... You know, Ron says he'll be a businessman and be professional about it. I can't wait, da- and I'm sure stare- Punk will be too. The stare down was awesome. That was you real. That was the tension was great. The you tension. Could, you could tell. You could tell that these dudes don't like each other. It was good. I do. And I will think say. I sent to this. I saw other people saying this. Sent this in the. I, I hang on. I just want to say. I I saw other people saying this too, and I noticed it when Seth said to him, "I hate you." And they flashed. Punk looked bummed for a second, like genuinely, like damn, like I feel bad that you actually hate me. You know, like he had a set. It looked like a second. He I mean, maybe that's the problem sometimes with Punk being so honest about how he feels. Is that people end up hating you, and now he's like, maybe he's older, and he's like, damn, maybe I did some stuff that rub people the wrong way you know well, i mean we'll he, never know but because he said because when he said i he said i just want to be very clear i hate you punk drops his head down and he just shakes his head and he's like like he he knows he gets it yeah i mean maybe he does looking back i mean it's been almost 10 years looking back maybe he does regret some of the shit talking he did about the company and its people i mean Again, Triple H said in the press conference after Survivor Series, you know, if you're not, if you don't, if you're the same person you were 10 years ago, I mean, you're doing you basically suck. Yeah, yeah, you're doing something you're doing wrong. Something you're shitty. Wrong. Um, I think the feud's going to be great. I can't wait for it to be at Mania. It I can't feels, wait to see it live. It feels big. It feels like a big fight feel. To me... There's been some matches over the years that had this feel. You know, you had your you had your Rock and Hogan. You had your Rock and Austin. You had your uh your Cena and Lesnar when Lesnar came back originally and Cena was different Cena. He's super he's he's John Cena at this point. You can't see me versus Brock Lesnar. That felt huge. This this feels big. This the Seth and Seth and Punk feels big. I was telling you guys, I was like, I was like, it's, it feels so big. It could headline night two. They're not going to do it because of Roman and the Cody finishing the story thing. But. Here's my thing. I think that LA Knight and, and, uh, Roman could have felt just as big, but they pulled the trigger on it for Crown Jewel. I think if they had let that yeah. thing, bo- if they that's had let their that- WrestleMania, that's like Crown Jewel's WrestleMania. If they had let that thing cook for a while, I think the LA Knight Roman would have been like even bigger. 
Yeah, they only had like because Romans is hardly ever there. They only had a couple interactions, right? You know. But props to Seth during this segment. Um, can't say it enough. I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping. Look, I don't know if I, I don't know if Punk's gonna have a part time schedule. Um, I'm hoping he's at least there every week, even if he doesn't wrestle every week. That'd be cool to see promos and interactions and and whatnot. And that's the thing. I think I, I what we don't want as punk fans is for him to get burnt out and start getting crabby. So, you know, if he's there on a limited basis or when he wants to be there, I think that's good. Um. So, is there anything else to add before um, going out? Oh, yeah. The one thing I wanted to say is during this segment, I was looking. I was like, I was like, Rollins is taller than Punk. No, they're both six one. Rollins was just wearing like these heel boots. It's the only reason why he's taller. Taller in this segment. It did. It didn't. It didn't make they're sense because there's there's an old video of them uh, in NXT. Yeah, and they're look they're looking at each other doing a stare down. They're same exact height, so I'm like, yeah, they're both six one. I googled it, so I'm like, all right, either Punk shrunk because his spine is like shrinking from getting old, or like, like I'm like, doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. Now Rollins was basically wearing heels when he came out, and then and that's the whole reason. Uh, well, so is that does that wrap it. up the show? Wraps it up. All right. Well. Since that wraps it up, I'll close us out with Tim's classic show of the week. Uh, and we'll see you all in two weeks. Two weeks. We hope everybody has a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Enjoy the time with your family. Even if you don't like the holidays, I hope you do something maybe for yourself to make yourself feel better. Go out, do something nice for yourself. I know not everybody might ha- have a... Uh, you know, a good family atmosphere somewhere, you know, they, this type of, this time of year might make them upset. You know, I tell you what I would do. I would go get me some good food, come home, watch some wrestling, put on some R A S S L I N. Yeah. And chin post up. <laughs> That'd be a good Christmas for me right there. Maybe have a couple beverages, but, uh, yeah, we love you all so much and I appreciate you always for always listening. The, uh, the classic show of the week this week, since we're heading into WrestleMania season, is WrestleMania 10, one of my favorites of all time. Uh, I'll go over some of these matches here. Opening matches: a tag team match, the Heavenly Bodies, uh, with Jim Cornette versus the Bushwhackers. Second match is Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Andy and I were just talking about this match the Oof. other day, which I wasn't which sure if made... this was 12, WrestleMania 12 or 10 when you said 10. I was like, is that the one with Owen and Bret? Yeah, I thought so for some is, reason that was the opening match, but so uh, and I brought this up because uh, you and I just talked about it the other day, so it like put it on my mind. Uh, the next match is uh, Doink the Clown uh, <laughs> and Dink the Clown versus Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon. Next, you have Crush versus Randy. Is it the Savage. Matt Bourne Doink? I believe so. Uh, okay. You, uh, Alundra Blaze versus Leilani Kai for the WWF's Women's Championship. Men on a Mission, Mabel and Moe versus the Quebec, the Quebecers. Uh, Yokozuna again Terrible. with Jim, with his second appearance of the night, Jim Cornette coming back out. 
against Lex Luger, Earthquake against Adam Bomb, Razor Ramon against Shawn Michaels in the ladder match, the you know, the one that everybody always talks about, the, the big ladder match, the, the Intercontinental one. Championship. Yep. And your main event is Bret Hart versus Yokozuna making his third appearance of the night, Jim Cornette. <laughs> Corny comes out three times at that. He's managing three people at that pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, you know, again, I hope you all have a great holiday. And, uh, you know, if if this show brings you any sort of laughs or joy, we're happy to do it. We love y'all. And we will be back in a few weeks with episode 111. Hopefully Jeremy will be here. Uh, Jeremy, we know you're editing the show, and we love you you too. Miss you, Jeremy. Miss you, Jeremy. All right, we'll talk to you all soon. 